0: Hey, loggers, and welcome back to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown, where today we're going to be tackling um, kind of a a strange subject here, what I wanted to talk about in this uh, short little bite-sized... We'll see how short it is. It's kind of funny. We're we're just so good at being bad at brevity, and today I wanted to talk about something called minimalism. (laughs) um and it's probably gonna go longer than i expect because we're uh, you know i'm bad at brevity and so like brevity i don't know there's something in here that is just like profoundly ironic that i just can't uh uh, put my finger on but here we go um so why minimalism what the heck like why why do you want to talk about this and what does this have to do with game video games and backlogs and collections and things like that well uh let's 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 see let's dive right in so first what what the heck is minimalism and why are we talking about it? Well, minimalism is, um, it's something that I've been getting into um, for various reasons over the past couple of years, um, just as a a frame of, of thought, uh, sort of similar to something like stoicism, where um, it has its own tenets and, and beliefs, and, and like I don't sus- subscribe to it wholesale, but I think it's on to something, especially within um, our current culture, I think it has something good to see say to the to the way that we kind of go about our lives today and so you kind of you eat the meat and you spit out the bones right you you take a look at it and you use what is useful what is good and you know the bad stuff okay well that's fine I don't have to um, agree with that. I don't have to subscribe with that. Cause, cause minimalism can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It's, I believe it started, I could be wrong on this. Sorry. Maybe I should have done a little bit more digging before starting this episode, but you know, here we are anyway. Um, I believe it started as an art movement that was about, you know, like stripping away everything to, you know, kind of the bare minimum. It's called minimalism. And, and some of the minimalist kind of art pieces are pretty cool as well. Um, it's you know the driving force behind it is really to declutter i guess <laughs> take away all of the extemporaneous things so that you boil something down to its essence so uh, it, but in in the way that i wanted to talk about it today uh, you know about video games. So before we get to video games, um, it's kind of a way of life, um, that has to do with your material possessions, the things that you purchase, the things that you use, kind of on a day to day basis. And there are a few kind of prominent um people, books, things uh, that that espouse minimalism, um, that you may or may not have heard of. I know uh, me personally, I got introduced to the idea when I read um. Oh gosh, what is it called? The Joy of of Tidying Up. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called by Marie Kondo. And um, of course, one of our patrons uh, said kind of the same thing. When I said that this is going to be about uh, minimalism and video games, he was like, Does this, does this, uh, Does this idea spark joy? And uh, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) kind of, you know, what she's known for, which I I appreciate outside of like the spiritual aspects that she has. Um, I believe that she was a shrine maiden for a few years is what I've heard. So she does have a lot of spiritual um, things to say included within it but anyways I'm, I'm getting off the point here so Marie Kondo yes she's she's a big name there are the the minimalists there are these two guys they have a podcast um, they also have a couple documentaries on Netflix that are pretty cool if you're interested to check those out and they talk about this as well Um, kind of just their their whole thing is like it's not life is not about the rat race and just trying to accumulate more things like so they tried paring down their life and it's gone really well for them and so they talk about it and you know there's there's Speakers and stuff like that. So um, those documentaries are good. Also, on YouTube, there is a prominent YouTube personality, uh, video uh, content creator—I don't know, whatever, whatever you call it—but he actually shot those documentaries for the the minimalists. And his name is Matt Diavella. So if you've heard of him, he espouses this kind of idea of minimalist living as well. Um, So those are a few kind of big names if you want to kind of get into or 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 just kind of search this out for yourself. Uh, me personally, although I am, like I said, I'm interested in this. I actually follow a bunch of different people that talk about this because um, I think it's helpful for me and kind of my natural bent. But I would not personally call myself a minimalist. At best, maybe an aspiring minimalist because I like the ideas, um, the, basically this, this antidote to materialism, right? Um, we have all these things. And, and I notice as I take away things from, you know, the, the, the even just physical things out of the area, you know, like where I'm working, my office, my desk, my room, things like that. As you clear away these things, um, the clutter in my brain <laughs> seems to go away as well. It's so much simple when you're in a very simple space just physically, a physical space doesn't have very many things in it, it's a lot easier to think. It's a lot easier to process. I don't feel like I constantly have to do a bunch of different things. And my wife may beg to differ because that's just how I'm wired, is I always have to be doing something. Um, But I I find that it is useful. and And I like kind of this... I like the ideal that it aspires to, even if um, I don't exactly match up to this ideal uh, for a number of reasons. You know, we have three kids, and so there are tons and tons of toys. So we have a family here in town that always gets them more toys, and and it's fantastic, and they love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not not saying I'm unappreciative. I'm just saying they're everywhere. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard for us to uh, get rid of all the toys and things that we have around the house. But I'm working my way through uh, getting rid of a lot of things that I have carried over. And as I've kind of think, thought about it in my own context, in my own life, um, you know, it it brings me back to childhood, right? (laughs) So I grew up, I was the second oldest out of five kids. We were all homeschooled. Um, We were in a lower to middle class family. Uh, You don't realize it when you're younger, it's not that big of a deal, but I recognize that and the way that I'm wired, I think some of its some of its nature and nurture, right? So a lot of the the physical possessions that we had as a family, generally everything was shared, right? A lot of my clothes were hand me downs. Um, you don't have very many things to call your own when when you just don't have very many things in general. And and so the things that you do have, you want to make use of them. And you don't want to get rid of them. You, you want to, you know, hold on to it as tightly as you can. And I think that created, and it's not necessary, I'm saying, but I think those are some of the reasons why I tended to, as I got older, become kind of a pack rat and keep, you know, boxes of things that, I I didn't need <laughs> but I held on to for a very long time. And so like I said, I I find that this idea the ideas of minimalism helps me to combat the natural tendency towards materialism where I want all the things, and I want to, I want them to be mine, and I don't want to break them, and so I don't want to use them, and so you store them away, and and then you just have overflowing just stuff that maybe one day will be used, but it accumulates, and it it creates clutter, and in in my mind, as well as in my physical space, and, and things like that. So that's why I appreciate this idea of minimalism. And I also recognize there are lots of critiques of minimalism as well. Um, two prominent ones that I've come up against a number of times. And again, I don't necessarily feel the need to defend it in general, but I do think they may kind of misunderstand uh, what minimalism is or what it's what it's seeking to do. But uh, two of the primary critiques that I've heard are is that one, it is still like, even though you're combating materialism, it's still about things. It's still about physical possessions. You're still like spending your time thinking about the things that you own. And in one sense, sure. I mean, yes, it can be. But but I would say that, that that's a little short-sighted because that's also like saying, well, you're, you know, you're overweight and you have body image issues. Um, if you were to start working out and eating better, well, that's still about your your body image, right? Well, on the one hand, yes, there's an, there isn't a deeper underlying problem, but you can address that problem by, um, by factoring in what you're eating more healthy and working out. And that actually, I would say, even the greater thing there um, of doing those things the greater benefit is that you start to create discipline. And when you start to create discipline in one area of life, that spills over into other areas of life. I know that's true for myself if it's not true for anyone else. And so like, I think even more than just, hey, you start a workout routine, it's like, no, you start being disciplined to like, be willing to undergo pain for a little while so that you are more healthy in the long run. And that, that is better like in other areas of life. You're willing to spend more time doing things that you may not enjoy right now, but that are better for you and the people around you. Um, you, you you're becoming more resilient. And so anyways, going back to kind of this idea of minimalism, yeah, sure, you're thinking about your things. But I, again, I think that's a little short-sighted because you're thinking about what you need and what you don't need. And when you start to think of the things that you accumulate as uh, in terms of what is actually needed in your life and, and what you're trying to do and pursue and, and what, uh, what you have been placed in this world to do, I think there's a lot of benefit to actually considering those things and whether or not the physical possessions that you have are actually helping or hurting you um, towards, you know, progressing yourself. So that's the first critique. The second one um, is that the ideas of minimalism are really only possible for people who have money. <laughs> like this doesn't make sense in you know, lower income areas and people who, who don't have money to afford things that they need. And sure, I mean, yeah, that's that's a reasonable critique of it. Um, but at the same time, uh, I I'd, I'd go back to the same idea of like, it is a mindset shift to only include in your life the most useful things. And so I would say it actually ought to make you more resourceful with the things that you do decide to keep and not get rid of. And so it means that you only buy the things that provide the most value and the things that will last the longest. So you're not in it just for accumulating things or or having very specific things that you're not using very often. So on the one hand, yeah, okay, you do need some money in order to, to purchase those things that will last. But I think actually in the long run, a lot of the times that's that's better. You get a better quality item and it will actually last longer in the long run. So I don't, again, I, I see the benefit as sort of the mindset shift as opposed to actually focusing on, on these, these things themselves. And I know, again, personally, I have seen in myself how it changes from that, that mindset of like, oh, just accumulate things in case you ever need it. Like, I think it's a meme at this point that every dad has a box of cables that are like you know twenty years old, stored away in the garage for when you may or may not need them. Like when I was cleaning out my garage last, I went through that box of cables and I had like five or six different RCA cables. When am I going to use RCA? You know the the red, yellow, white ones? Like I might I, I kept one. Okay, so for maybe like my Wii or something like that, it might be useful. Uh, and actually, that has a proprietary cable, regardless what I'm saying is like holding on to these things there there's no purpose to holding on to a lot of these things instead, what is the most useful? And hey, if I do need rCA cables in the future, there's Amazon for that, right? <laughs> or or maybe I'll reach out to one of my friends who might have an r c a cable and and that would actually be better for me, right? to you know, start a conversation and and then uh, move on from there. but anyways, um, what, OK, minimalism, cool. Josh, what are you ta- Why are you even talking about? What does this have to do with video games?? Right? What does this have to do with backlogs and breaking down benefits, huh? Uh, what does this have to do with uh, even collecting? can you can you really th- say that you enjoy minimalism when you have a huge collection of video games? Like does that even make sense? because i've I've talked about in previous episodes about how, like stupidly large my backlog of video games is. So like, am, am I really just kidding myself that I enjoy this when I have like all these video games stored away in the garage? How how does this even make sense? Uh, well, for one, <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't even call myself a minimalist, first of all. Um, but I think this is also uh, the, the, kind of the strain of minimalism, if this makes any sense. Because I've, like I said, followed a lot of YouTube, listened to a bunch of things, and and listened to a uh, number of books as well. And the things that I appreciate about minimalism the most, um, I, I think that there's, there's a book, okay, there's a book by a guy named Greg McEwen, and it is about minimalism, but the title of his book I think is fantastic. It's Essentialism okay? And I think this idea of essentialism is more meaningful. And the way that he puts, I'm going to steal this quote from him because I love it so much. The way that he puts it is that essentialism is the disciplined pursuit of less but better. That's what I I really like because I tend to you know, accumulate things. I tend to also overcommit myself to different things. Oh, it won't take very long. Like I can totally do that. I can take this these things on. And so this idea of a disciplined pursuit of less but better is what I enjoy more. So again, kind of veering away from video games. Sorry. Um another book that I would highly recommend, also, you know, Greg McEwan, Essentialism, that's highest recommendations if you want to start looking into these things. Second book. Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And his, you know, if you were to boil down to the essence of the book, The Essential Things, um, his idea is not adding something to your device, your phone, your computer, whatever, or to your life, not adding something because you could possibly use it or be entertained by it at some point, but instead it's taking stock of what you want to accomplish and only allowing the things that'll serve you best in reaching those goals. So it's really only allowing the things that are most important to you in your life. Like, I, I feel this <laughs> pretty strongly because I got a new phone this year and it's so much faster. And so I'm like, oh, what are some cool Android apps, you know, that I can download? And so I started looking at it, you know, what are some really cool and new things? And it's like, no, I, I don't have to go looking for these things that may be useful. Like, instead... I should be determining what I want to use my phone for and then find the best apps to actually that will help me accomplish those things that I actually want to do instead of finding time wasters <laughs> that will take away from the things that I actually want to do. Okay, so back to video games. How does this actually apply when looking at our games? Uh, in my case, when looking at my backlog of video games. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is what Nate has been talking about, uh, at least on the last, I, I want to say he's mentioned it on previous episodes here lately, if not definitely on Twitter. Um, it's this idea that if video games are about recreation, right, is asking yourself, is this really providing you the rejuvenation that you're looking for? Or are you spending time doing this and is it draining you? because that, that that's what that's what this is about is it comes down to purpose right if the purpose of gathering up all these video games is is to have something like to be able to relax and decompress then is are, are these games actually accomplishing that <laughs> first of all or is it just this never-ending rat race of continuing to get more and more and more. I know even in my case there's a tendency of like oh well I like this game so I should get the entire series and start from the very beginning and you know, like these ideas of it, it it easily morphs into this huge thing that that doesn't even accomplish the thing the rejuvenation the relaxation that you're looking for. Um, and so it, it ends up kind of almost kind of eating itself to where you're just playing video games by default instead of actually enjoying the thing that you're, you're partaking in. Okay. So another reason, how, how does this apply to your backlog? Number two here. Okay. In my, in my notes that I've actually written down this time, you you probably couldn't be able to tell cause I'm, that's just the way that I talk. So number two, it's asking yourself, it's being honest. Am I really gonna play this game? Okay, I look at my backlog. I have so many stinking games. Am I really gonna play this? Like, is it worth taking up space? So that in in case that I ever, you know, I might get around to it. Well, is that really a reason to purchase it? Is it really a reason to have a copy of it sitting around? Uh, I might someday. Um, am I actually gonna play this game? Or or can I give it to someone else, right? Um, in my case, I do plan on handing down my uh, collection of video games to my kids and, you know, walking them through sort of the best games that that I've accumulated and things like that. Um, or even just, you know, giving games to friends. That, that'd that be pretty cool too. <laughs> um, number three, and, and this is kind of just like branches off from that. Basically, the games that I want to keep Okay, I've got this enormous backlog, but really, do do I need all these games? Basically, for me, what it boils down to is, like, is this game a must-play, right? Because I think, I think, after, you know, considering these things, I think it's better to have a good collection of games, a, a collection of games that are really good, rather than just having a collection that's really large right? Games that I can look back on fondly and, or, you know, games that I haven't played, games that I can look forward to expectantly so that I'm not just playing to play games or collecting to collect them. But actually once, because I know when I, and I've done this recently, <laughs> went into my garage and looked at the games and some of the spines of the games I'm looking at and I'm like, oh man, that was so cool. I remember, like I have these memories tied to these games and that's cool. Like that means that it is something that, yeah, maybe I do want to keep it around. Maybe I will play it again or maybe I just want to show it to someone else and, and that's fine. Um, but there are also a lot of games that mm, I'm not sure that I ever really will play and and And, to be honest, you know, for myself, as I kind of contemplate these things, what it means for my life, as I'm getting older, and I realize I don't have all the world all the time in the world to play video games. Um, I have a long way to go with this, okay? As I've said before, I don't consider myself a minimalist, although i I wish I were. <laughs> and so I'm taking steps towards that and in and, and trying to uh, imbibe these ideas and apply them into my life. Um, so I have a long way to go, but just to be honest, I'm selling a handful of games. Like I said, I, I went into my garage, looked at these games and I picked out a handful of them that I said, you know what? No, it's time to let this go. Like this, this, this isn't really worth being in my collection right now. And uh, in, you know, due in part to the current, you know, bubble that we're in where you can actually get a decent amount of money for video games. Um, But I'm planning on selling, just throwing them up on eBay and getting rid of a handful of games. Um, And I recognize, you know, I've talked about my past here, but also our culture is very materialistic. And we shouldn't be so easily swayed by the culture, right? We have so much more. <laughs> we don't we don't need to just follow along all the time. We should be questioning whether or not this is good for us, um whether it's useful, whether it's practical, and whether it's like good for us for our souls, right? Is it good for me to have to to, to carry around this enormous backlog or is it in some way weighing me is it a burden that I see? you know maybe I'm thinking about this too much. maybe this is. You know, maybe I'm just navel gazing here and th- trying to justify my own backlog, or maybe I'm 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 just self flagellating here with this bite sized episode. But regardless, I've already gone on 20 minutes, and so I think it's time that I wrap it up. But if you have any um, thoughts on this, I'd love to hear them. Reach out with through the different uh, social media channels, and we can continue this conversation. But till next time. Keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.